0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 565 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. Joe and Todd, your hosts of equal stature here... (laughs)
0: right well one's a little bigger than the other but that's physically
1: right um uh you know i would say i give you on any listen depending on what i ate today and depending on how much yard work you did i think it's a push
0: right it all depends on how big
1: your foot gets you know uh we were jinxing (laughs) one thing before we started recording Right. Uh, I'm like about two years on with no bloat foot, you know? Oh
0: my goodness, here comes an exceptional... Yeah. Two years worth of blof, bloat foot in one day.
1: Right, it could be hitting me any day now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this at the top of the show, of course, you know. Uh, uh You know, we mention him every week, of course. Uh, Jason Sandberg, uh, he did uh, Jupiter, which you can find over at Comicsology. He pointed out to us, I guess, that Lamborghini... Just uh, released a new model that, uh, according to the article, it uh, cooks and cleans and does your laundry and entertains your kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the new Lamborghini Huracan Evo, which I think sounds like a Justice League villain.
0: I don't know. Doesn't it sound like a wrestling move?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, that's like if you do it like with the guy's arm Uh, Crossed it's the Evo If it's the uh, Double arm cross it's the E-V-O-O
0: Right I don't know I'm thinking Herc and Ron or whatever so
1: And all it is is that it's enabled with Alexa You know clickbait article What? Yeah Alexa Bliss? No no Only one show on this uh, network (laughs) is enabled with her (laughs) Did I say enabled or I meant enamored
0: Right, Alexa. With that Alexa, that comes in the trunk of the, of the car. Oh, boy. Right.
1: Uh, but we have, I just wanted to throw that out there. That was a funny bit, uh, yeah. of course. You know, even though we don't do bits in the show, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so news this week, actually a busy non-The Rob week. Oh. The Rob was silent. I think he's distracted by the Olympics. I'll be completely honest with you. That is true, I bet. Um, So we have a comic book return eight years in the making, Mm -hmm. another comic book return three years in the making, uh, who has canceled from Free Comic Book Day as Free Comic Book Day stuff is shipping to stores, Uh, one of the most heralded comic book uh, writers, uh, creator-owned stuff returns to its original-ish home, and uh, another much heralded comic book writer announces his own line of uh, books. Cool. Uh, Digital sales, of course, uh, conventions this weekend, which I got to talk to you about, of course. Right. Uh, What we read from this past week, which is Blue and Gold number one, as well as Nightwing number two, an all-DC episode. Uh, What we're looking forward to coming out this week, uh, Todd's Art Attack, Todd and Joe have issues continuing down the road of Jonah Hex, and the Spider-Clone saga, and no movies, no TV, no nothing this week. Yeah, it's true. Uh, a rare, uh, no TV, no The Rob makes this show something-something. hmm yes. It's and gonna we f- hope it's end quicker, but don't mind if I do.
0: It's gonna fly right by, Joe.
1: Maybe, maybe. So I'll say let's start with the bigger, I would say the biggest news story. As I saw it come across uh, my purview, uh, my Facebook exists for me to get uh, wrestling dirt, uh, share the posts uh, for the comic book shop, and uh, get rewards in my Marvel Puzzle Quest game, right? Right. But every once in a while, I'll get something pop up in my memories, right? Right. Like, uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's the 10-year anniversary of when I was on Howard Stern. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, this past weekend was the three-year anniversary since the last issue of Saga came out. <laughs> Oof. And I remember my post is like, oh, last issue of Saga for a bit. they will just be taking a bit of a break. Yep. Well. <laughs> well, where that all comes from is... Uh, apparently in the new solicitations, there's a slip case that you can get for all of your saga whatever's, right? Right. Um, you know, it's a trade paperback set, it's all nine. Um, you get the slip case, uh, you get a set of cover prints that are exclusive to the box set, and again, 125 bucks, if you don't already have it, that's a really good deal. Right. Um... So, uh, with this announcement of the book coming out, uh, Brian K. Vaughn took to his, uh, instant uh, to say, uh, we promised that exciting news is coming and we wanted to offer you, your customers, a cool new way to catch up on our series, uh, blah, 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 um, and... So he said that there's going to be news soon, and then I'm just looking through its instant gram here if there was anything else. Right, right. Um, yeah. He okay. Thanks again, and we look forward to gracing your stands with more issues soon.
0: Oh, I wonder if Fiona Staples has anything to say.
1: Well, Fiona <laughs> Staples, the co-creator uh, of this book, uh, allegedly was on a YouTube. The comments of a YouTube show, <laughs> right. Okay, which already I'm out. What?
0: That's where I get all my news, Joe.
1: Um. So it was someone who interrupted the Q&A and comic talk show uh, from Near Mint Condition. Give them a plug, of course. Um. And someone came into their chat during their show, uh, claimed to be Fiona Staples, stating that it would be returning in spring of 2022.
0: Mm-hmm. Did they say uh, Baba Booey, Baba Booey afterwards?
1: Well, they said t- – I don't know if they said that, but they definitely said something in code at the end there that's indicative <laughs> of a certain radio talk show host. Uh, it's not the first or the last time that we'll be had. We have them on both coasts. Thank you very much. Uh, so then Brian K. Vaughn had to go to – uh to uh, onto Red Edit, of all places. Right. And say, Brian here, reluctantly waiting into red edit to confirm that this was not Fiona. I mean, beyond obviously, everyone. Fiona and I have both said via our Instagram accounts that we'll have news to share soon, but that it'll come directly from us or a reputable mainstream news site. Not some rando commenter on a YouTube show. Ugh. Uh, mm-hmm. For now, thanks for your undying patience and continued interest. And our long lost heroes get vaccinated. Throw your computer in a lake and have a wonderful rest of the day.
0: Right. I I do like the fact that I like, because you didn't read it verbatim that he started out with a all capitalized lying yes which Joe took me by surprise because I was like whoo, he's mad calling these people liars and I was like oh yeah there was a character called Lioncat <laughs> but it's been three years
1: since I read the book I completely forgot that now uh our our friend the mad bassist and you i think shared a similar theory so uh, i'll have you go ahead
0: right he thinks that um that there's going to be a tv or a movie whatever like a, a, pro, a pro like that and that they can't say or do anything until all the paperwork clear you know like all the all, all the ducks in a row and you know all these things they they have their uh The production things planned out where we're going to announce this here and announce that there so something like that that we're getting something big from it and then when they announce that they'll be also and the book is coming back and I would not doubt that but I believe he's a little busy with why the last man so yeah Yeah,
1: right so I think he'll be on the press junket for that here shortly because when does that debut I think that debuts like in a month and a half like mid-September I believe so So here's what I'll say, depending on how the world goes. I'll say we'll know something by New York Comic Con. No, you know what? Um, We won't hear anything about this until, let's say, uh, November when C2E2 hits. How about that?
0: That's fair, but I think New York will probably be where it's at. Okay. Because, well, I'm with it. Like, it could be either one. Yeah, yeah.
1: But only uh, be a month a apart, t- so. I don't know if it's a TV, an animated, a movie, or a something project. Obviously, it's going to be something. I don't want to speculate. Um, my tinfoil hat, though, says that that may not have been Fiona Staples, but I have a feeling that it might have been someone um, who had maybe some inside dirt, maybe like a friend twice removed or something. hmm who decided to stir the pot for Brian K. Vaughn to reactivate his six years dormant Reddit th- post, you yeah. know, to uh, kind of explain this all away.
0: Um, it's not my favorite, you know, social media. All my favorite social medias are in the book we'll be talking about later. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I don't think it was her at all. I think it was somebody who just made a quick YouTube thing and decided to stir the pot i don't even think it's a friend of a friend or anything i think it's just some troll you know in the comments i would like to find out that it was actually fiona like went went like rogue that'd yeah.
1: be fantastic listen anytime that you do anything that no one agrees with you'd always say that you were act it's the easiest way to i do that all the time this this podcast is hacked every week joe right it's not me saying those stupid things oh my goodness so another, I guess, return is, uh, as part of one of the many, 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 many Red Sonja uh, series that Dynamite does, uh, the upcoming issue three of Red Sonia Black, White, and Red is going to have a story by, I would say, our, uh, our time's greatest creative team on the book, Gail Simone and Walter Giovanni. I would second that. Okay, so uh, not only are they returning to the book, but also uh, in conjunction with Indiegogo, they're doing like a special commemorative eight-year anniversary of the first issue of mm-hmm. Gail Simone and Walter Giovanni's Red Sonia. but it's going to have all sorts of bells and whistles and so forth, um, limited covers, extra stuff, so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that they're treating their run with the respect that it deserves. Uh, I don't know how I feel about paying a ton of money for, you know, a book that I have the number one of already and I read all the time. But we'll see how cool and what extra stuff that it comes with.
0: That's going to make – that's going to be my decision maker yeah. on what else is in it. Because if it's like, oh, here's my memo, like my notes and my my script and my like our, our emails back and forth. It's like, no, you put a new story in there that might change things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, but I'm pumped for, and I already had pre-ordered the black, white and red, red Sonya, which I think everybody's doing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the black, white and red thing There's Harley and Wolverine are doing the same thing, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that's down. And, uh, when previews comes out this week, I want to see if, you know, the story's continued or if it's just a one shot. I have a we'll-
1: feeling it's just a one shot. I would um- think so too. Yeah, because like, I think it would be more continuing if it wasn't issue three.
0: Right, but sometimes they do that. You never know. They want you to get you in, you know what I mean, later. Yeah. Number ones Number ones have a billion covers at Dynamite, so those sell. So it's the third book. That's where you want your to make your stand.
1: Well, as I look at this here, issue three only – issue three comes in at just a, a piddlin' 11 covers.
0: Oh, Okay. I bet you there's a few, uh, uh, live, uh, Red Sonja cosplayer covers. Two. Okay.
1: Two. Two but, of the 11.
0: But all, all of this talk of Gail Simone and on Red Sonja makes me like, you know, we love that book, but it makes me so sad that how long has it been since Secret Six has been in trade, Joe? Like, come on, get like, they need to get, you know, they need to get that back out in print.
1: I know, uh, with us talking about the, uh, Suicide Squad next month, or next week, rather. Yes. Um, Technically next month, but go ahead. Technically next month, but, you know, I'd mention that to my wife that we're looking forward to coming that out, and I go, I guess that's, uh, uh, you know, that's like the spiritual successor of Secret Six, you know? Right, right. Uh And, uh... I also have to go in, as we talk about Gail Simone, again, I didn't get blocked by her, <laughs> um, but I have a tweet here from a year ago where I'd asked her about that wonderful book that she'd announced from Dark Horse. Yes. So I'm going to bother her again about it. Ooh. Since we're talking about it.
0: While you're at it, get back to Lamborghini.
1: No, no, I think, uh, I think we're good to go from there.
0: Right, their silence speaks volumes. Yes. That it's a okay. Dear Gail, I hope this tweet finds you well.
1: Okay. Yeah, I just went and I found the old tweet that I sent her a year ago and I just kind of quote tweeted it at her.
0: That's right. Yeah. This time she'll answer.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Well, you know what we I'm, I'm Im wouldn't be surprised if you are watching a YouTube video later tonight that maybe
1: Gail Simone might show up in the in the comments, Joe mm-hmm. so uh on the uh, free comic book day front as we're just a few weeks away from that, and retailers are getting their two thousand and twenty one free comic book day stuff in. Uh, Heroclix, Minimates, and Mondo, uh, who respectively were doing a little toy for their game and Heroclix, uh, Minimates doing a, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, Cobra set, and Mondo doing a Spider-Verse enamel pin set, uh, they got pulled at the, I guess, 11th hour, uh, stating that due to the growing logistical challenges affecting the global shipping industry, uh, we have been notified that these publishing partners will have items delayed or canceled.
0: Right. Um, and I was, I could see that. And i just tell you the truth, like even with free comic book day, you know how I was talking with uh, one of the employees at the shop the other day and they were talking about like, they don't know what they want to do. Like they're going to get free comic book day books, but in the pandemic, like they can only have, I think the the number was 15 people in the store at one time. Right. You know what I mean? Because of pandemic, like, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the rules. And it's like, you know how free comic book day gets. So how do you do that? You know, like, so I wonder if a lot of comic shops, too, are, are, are not pulling in the stuff that they have. So it's like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people might not be in because of what's going on and this and that. So save some money, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, and I think I'd actually... Uh, I mentioned this to you off-air... that I'd spoke with our local retailer about this... of how he was planning on doing things. And there was a thought process... of setting like the free stuff up outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, just having it very heavily policed... and enforced. Obviously, if it's a nice day out... and it's the second or third week of August... so it's coming up here soon. Um, and just have that heavily enforced and policed... and then if you are interested... in checking out the deals... Right. Um, you know, then you can kind of come in, but that also has to be policed as well. Yes,
0: I say do it in the hallway,
1: hijack yeah. that hallway. Yeah, the elevators are broken though, right? They don't work. No, no they way. work. Oh, they do. Last I saw. Okay,
0: but you do that because I can't see. Like, what are you going to put rocks on the free comic book days in front comic books outside? That's you true. Know? If it's windy or if it's raining, uh, they do have the awning out front. But uh, like like I said, I don't know, and it's kind of sad because that's like one of the biggest. That might be the shop's biggest day of the year. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But you know, it's been a strange. It's been a long, strange trip the last year and a half. So we'll have to see. But I have to actually discuss and see. How? Because I was actually, when we got the notes this week, I'm like, oh, what am I getting for free comic book day? So I ended up looking it up and I'm like, ah, there's only like two real books that I want. So I'll be like, all right, whatever you're doing, whether like, you know, I want these two if I can get. And then after that, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I'll probably because free comic book day, like I said, it's a week or two away. And usually I'll just uh, send a message and just say, hey, grab me this, grab me that. Let's see what we can do, you know.
0: Right, right. I'll pay double. What, you're, what the asking price is for, for oh. you to put it on the side for
1: me. Yeah. Uh, so, we mentioned about some uh, create, old creator owned stuff, specifically Kurt Busick's stuff. Um, a lot of his creator owned stuff uh, are all, as of next week, returning to Image,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where some of them started initially at Image, some of them were at Cross Gen of all places. Right, Some like Astro City moved to DC, other ones like Superstar, uh, Shock Rockets, things like that moved to IDW for publishing purposes. And uh, they're currently not available on digital platforms right now as we speak, but I'm sure that's just because of everything being moved over from where they are currently to a week from now being moved over to Image. And mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty good to have all of your creator-owned stuff, I guess, in one spot. Instead of, like, you know, at this point, I don't think Kurt Busick's doing a ton of creator-owned stuff. So it's good to have your whole back catalog at one publisher, you know?
0: Right, because I know he was talking about doing more uh, Astro City, but in, like, the way uh, Brubaker's doing those reckless things. He's like, if I'm doing them, I'm going to do, like, full stories and do it that way. So I hope he he does that again you know, because I don't know if you know this, Joe, we kind of like Kurt Busick as a writer. so Yeah,
1: certainly. And uh, as I looked at this, I d- like I have all of these, but that one The Wizard's Tale somehow like escaped my whatever, you know. Right, right. I'd never heard of that one or I missed that one or whatever it was. But like all those other ones are in like not so much as a Kurt Busick box, but they're on the <laughs> Kurt Busick shelf. Right, they're
0: like, you have a Kurt Busick area in your house.
1: Yeah, yeah. So hopefully the stuff at DC gets like reprinted, like the stuff that he, like the last run that he did of Astro City at DC gets reprinted or republished through Image so I could fill in the holes there, you know?
0: And I hope always that uh, Astro City one half is always free. That should yes. always be free. That you know, is like, one of the greatest stories ever read
1: you know i bumped out all the free books but i'm almost certain that it is it's like one of those perennial free books right. you know as it should be yeah and we mentioned comicsology. we mentioned creator-owned stuff uh this week uh it was announced that scott snyder is going to be doing a line of creator-owned books um, but it's going to be digital first through Comicsology originals, and then it's going to go through print at Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, starting in October, and it looks as though it's seven new books with, uh, Scott Snyder on writing duties with a ton of great creative teams on art, uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, Greg Capullo, Fran- Francisco Frank, Francisco, Franco Jamal Igle, Jock, Tula Lote, Francis Manipool, and Dan Peozan. So it's like a heavy hitters of, you know, uh, uh, art teams. I know some of us have run hot or cold with Scott Snyder, but just looking at some of like the, the teaser stuff for this, I'm like, yep. Oh, boy, I don't know. I got to be on board with some of this stuff. I don't know. But I have a couple months to think about it, you know?
0: I'm I'm with you. I came back around uh, on him on Noctara.
1: Yeah, I really? Mean? Like Noctara, you know, the Batman stuff maybe is, I think, where we kind of fell off with.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, when he got into the wacky, like, Dark, dark uh, nights and the Death Metal, I was like, no, no. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested in this. Uh, but I did, while we were, we were talking about this, just have, like, terrible, like, ideas about this. Like, that, because obviously they're going to go digital first. Um, what if they started doing NFTs of these comics, and then those are the first appearances and they're worth more, Joe, than the, the print issues?
1: I, I'm o- I'm okay with that. Uh, I, you, you haven't heard much about NFTs in the last couple of months, have you?
0: Um, I have just because I'm in the circles of, uh, like looking at artists for getting commissions and stuff like that. And, and a lot of them are still trying to get that NFT thing off the ground. So they'll st- they'll, they'll like be like, oh, we're doing NFTs here or there or whatever. But like in the mainstream, that's, that's gone the way of the dinosaur, I think already.
1: But yeah, good, good luck with trying to get that going, you know?
0: Right, but what I am really interested in too is the uh, the fact that it's going to go through Dark Horse because now Scott Snyder is like you know running you know bigger projects through DC, but he has the creator own stuff at Image, and now he's going to have creator own stuff through Comicsology, and like that's all across the board. You know what I mean? I, that's that's making sure you, you <laughs> your name is out there, Joe. Good for him.
1: Yeah, but, like, it looks like it's, like, and again, nothing's official. Like, it looks like stuff is starting in October, maybe tiered into November, December. Maybe these are all, like, day series and stuff, so it'll be very interesting to see how the whole rollout goes, you know? Right. So, that's the news. A little heftier of a news segment. Uh, This weekend, Todd, Mm -hmm. is Terrificon at the uh, lovely Mohegan Sun Casino in wherever it is, Connecticut, somewhere in Connecticut. Right. Um, in Uncasville, Connecticut, beautiful Uncasville, Connecticut, right? <laughs> uh, it's a, is a big East coast convention. They've been working hard to become bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Right. Uh, are you still going to this?
0: No, no. Um, I wanted to, uh, just to get away to a con, um and the art collector wanted to go and i looked over the list and i was like there's some writers there that i miss i i I, like justin gray and jimmy Palmiotti and amanda connor are going to be there and justin gray Gray and jimmy Palmiotti did jonah hex and all-star western i'm like and a bunch of other stuff that i like uh so i was like oh i want to go i want to see those guys again but if when it comes to a convention if i don't have a big list of Issues that I'm looking for And or there's artists there that I want Then sure. it's like oh okay I could I could talk with a writer on I could talk with either of them on Twitter You know and, and go I was like I wanted to recreate a, a picture we took During New 52 for All Star Western But I'm like go out there and spend money And the tolls and the gas And the food and just to You know no I'm like but if I had like w- at, Even one person I wanted A commission or a sketch from Let's hit the highway so is the uh, art collector going or no? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Last I heard, he said no, but you never know with him. He might change his mind and just be like, oh, I'm going to go Friday morning.
1: Yeah. Because if uh, you're going to
0: go, you can't go on the Saturday. All the spots are filled by Saturday.
1: Right, right. Um, I know uh, Donnie Cates is going to be there. He's kind of one of the ones that they're pushing as like a big get. Mm hmm. And I'll never forget, he was on uh, John Suntra's Word Balloon podcast a couple years ago. And he was kind of dragging his feet. Like, it was right when he was starting to break, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was dragging his feet a little bit about going. And then when his wife found out that it was a convention at a casino, she's like, pack your bags, we're going. I know. We're, we're, we're regulars at this convention going forward. Yep. I will say,
0: though. Uh, best pizza i've ever had at a convention was at this casino con better than Kenobbal's pizza yes, definitely better than cannobal's K- pizza i don't keep it in my pocket um so yeah, like they have like a good like we ended up getting a p- we stayed one day last year and when it was over, we sat down and we got some food and I forgot the name of the restaurant that's in there, the pizza place, but it was so good, and I wanted to go back just for that and to gamble away the house so mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So I would be also remiss to mention uh, at this convention, if you are thinking about going, you're a Northeastern type person. Uh, Some of the stars of the All Elite Wrestling are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're only there on Saturday and Sunday. They're not allowed to take Friday bookings anymore (laughs) uh, for any reason. I hope Um, they get
0: a good payday for this, Joe.
1: Oh, well, Sting's not going to be there. So the, the pie isn't getting a bigger bite taken out of it. But there are three all elite wrestlers there uh Sammy Guevara who is a uh, part of Jericho's stable uh Darby mm-hmm. Allen is going to be there Two Face uh, right
0: uh, The two face uh, of
1: wrestling the two face the two face <laughs> of wrestling yes. whereas also there is going to be the face of women's wrestling Tay Conti is going to be there The face there you go thank you very much <laughs> um but I wonder if uh, anyone we know that's performing in Easton in Philly this weekend might somehow try to finagle his way up to Connecticut to go see his pal.
0: Um, there was a text. There was texting back and forth uh, about that.
1: Oh, OK. Uh, a while back, I was like,
0: oh, whatever. And when we were trying to get him to go to uh, Mahoning, he yes. was like, yeah, yeah. I said, well um well i'll take some of that recording because he couldn't go because he was recording i was like well we'll take some of that recording money and go to casino con
1: and see darby out
0: <laughs> you know what i didn't get a text back after that
1: no anyway he's got a real gig musicians call them gigs <laughs> yes isn't that when you cut yourself it, also that as well okay also the sword anyway Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking, interested to see, it's a huge guest list. If you got nothing to do this weekend and you want to go check out a convention at a casino, uh, you know, in Connecticut, by all means, that's the one to do it at. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the show notes, be sure to check out, already mentioned at the top of the show, Jason Sandberg's Jupiter, Chris Run's Battle Monsters, both of those comics available on Comixology. Uh, check out the Rick, Rick Williams' The Chop Shop, where he does those cool resin and glow-in-the-dark sci-fi fantasy wrestling figures, Uh, Kevin Hellion's library.com. He just put up a whole bunch of new videos this past week, including uh, an unofficial unboxing of his prize pack that he got for winning this year's At Odds Mania. Uh, Hmm. So thank you very much for doing that. Of course, you can also check out uh, our comic book shop's presence online, Comics on the Green. Uh, He does a brisk mail-order business, does a brisk in-person subscription business. And if you do not have a comic book shop in your area or you do not have a good comic book shop in your area, be sure to check out Dave and the rest of the crew there to set that up for you. Very reasonable pricing with the shipping, whether you want your book sent to you once a week, uh, every other week, once a month, or however it is. They'll help you out. Um, Again, tell them we sent you. It's not going to save you anything, but, you know, it'll make me feel good that we're referring people And uh, maybe if you do get something from them, you'll get a fun sketch from our friend Becky who puts her art and her process up on her social media, all of which is also linked in the show notes for every one of these episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Digital sales this week, if you're not a print person when it comes to comic books. uh, We got a couple holdovers from last week, that Dynamite, uh, John Carter, and Deja Thoris sale. Uh, The Image, Eisner, and Mega sales are going on. Um, Valiant and Oni and IDW are now having graphic novel mega sales, whatever, uh, going on. Marvel having a sale on Fear Itself and Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, I get. Fear Itself, I don't know. Are they hinting at something? Usually they're a little ham fisted with these sort of things when they have a sale. Mm, maybe they're
0: using someone from that storyline, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,. Maybe those big everyone getting those big giant hammers is coming back, you know?
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: DC having a sale on Suicide Squad-related stuff, of course. Uh, by all means, be sure to check that out. Uh, was, as we talked about it sooner, since Secret Six essentially was the spiritual successor. And try saying that several times fast. Mm. Um, now, it doesn't look like Secret Six is included in this sale, sadly. It should be. It should be, but it's not. Well, I uh, hope
0: the Colonel Sanders, uh, the official Colonel Sanders artist, has his run in there. Maybe he'll get some shekels off it.
1: Sure. I'm not sure how digital kickbacks work in that sort of world, but mm-hmm. hopefully he does. And I had to throw this in there, of course, and save this for last. Uh, Dark Horse uh, having a sale on the Sergio Aragones uh, comic book, Grew the Wanderer. Mm -hmm. and the name of the sale is called dark horse feeling grew V sale
0: oh that's good i would have went with this book grew on (laughs) you
1: uh i i figured you'd get a kick out of that uh pun worthy of the master you know yes yes so like i said all the links to those will be in the show notes here as well todd let's get into what we read from this past week
0: I would like to start with the book we were both looking forward to most, which was Blue and Gold, number one, uh, limited series, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Ryan Sook. Um, basically, this book starts out with uh, Booster Gold trying to stop an alien spaceship that has kidnapped... The Justice League, and while he's doing that, obviously, you know, he's get, trying to promote himself, obviously, and he's on all sorts of social medias like Insta Slam and Nick Knock and Blister and Facebase, and asking him to send him money on Please PLZ Pay Me. So I I marked out for that. uh But yeah, so that's really cool and he's doing it and he gets himself into trouble and all these people on the different platforms are commenting uh while he's doing it and saying whether it's all fake or it's staged or we're all gonna die because it's booster and uh, naturally booster runs into some trouble so skeets goes and gets him some help and in the form of ted cord and we get some information about where he's been from that uh tom taylor uh suicide squad run so he ends up and goes off and gives booster a hand in, you know, uh, saving the justice league from these aliens. Cause in their mind, if they do it, and especially on these social media platforms, then they'll end up getting invited to join the justice league and Joe hilarity ensues. I don't want to, you know, end the say where it ends and stuff like that, but it's a, it's a fun book. I really enjoyed it. If it's not going to be Keith and JM writing, uh, booster and, and beetle, uh, then Dan Jurgens who created booster i'm fine with it was fun i'm not gonna say it's the best you know of the two characters i've ever read but it's really really good and i really enjoyed uh sook's art on this i thought like you know he had it down and it was fun made me laugh a few times and once again it, like it had your favorite
1: knockoff names for uh certain things joe i'm glad you kept track of them because i could not Mm-hmm. After we got to the sixth one on one page, I'm like, "All right, enough, enough, enough." I, I, it, it, it always boggles my mind as to why they do it. Um, sometimes when they do the knockoff ones, and then sometimes they do the legit ones. You know, I think it's because it
0: slips through editorial when you get the real ones.
1: <sighs> editorial needs to loosen up those purse strings, huh?
0: Well, hey, you don't want Oreos suing you, you know, so you got to call them Chacos. They didn't do that in this issue. I was
1: hoping, though. Maybe. (laughs) But it's not so it's not so much as suing them. A lot of times, like, okay, obviously, if you paint it in a bad light, it's like if you eat these Oreos, you'll get diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 we can't say that. But if you eat Chacos, which don't exist and you get diabetes, we could say that, even though everyone knows that you're talking about Oreos. Um, it's as long as a lot of times it's like, one, if you're painting it in a bad light and they weren't painting any of these social media things in a bad light or two, the editor or whomever feels we can't say Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, cash app, whatever, because why give them free publicity? Right. And I well, who, say, I think they already have all the publicity in the world.
0: Yeah, but what if they're owned by Disney? They're, they're you know, they're.
1: Com- competitor, you don't want that. I don't know, Todd. it just, it it just sticks out like a sore thumb. But that, other than that, <laughs> being one of my comic book pet peeves, which I need a <laughs> list of one of these days too.
0: Right, uh, that one I can contribute to. But go ahead. Okay, uh,
1: but I enjoyed this. It was light. It was fun. Um, it was not a laugh riot, but it was a laugh, um, maybe staged riot. Let's say. Yeah, I gotcha. And I enjoy Booster and Gold back. I enjoy them back together. I like, as you mentioned, that they touched on everything that was going on with Blue Beetle in the Suicide Squad run from uh, Tom Taylor from last year. Um, But Booster, outside of like a Batman story, really hasn't been in much lately, right? No, he, well, he was in that whole, and I always forget the, uh, uh,
0: what's the one where uh, Wally killed everybody? Heroes Uh, in Crisis Crisis. Right, so he did the time travel thing In Tom King's uh, Blah 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 uh, Batman run where he gave a present to him And in the end he couldn't get the blood Off his goggles because he kept seeing death over and over again yeah. and he snapped he went to heroes in crisis he snapped there again like tom king like as much as i like tom king really messed up booster and then he'd pop into i think he popped in and out of the harley quinn book because they were like intertwined from heroes in crisis but let's just say he's been used really wrong lately and here it's good to see someone doing booster gold properly again
1: yeah so i'll say i guess i'm glad they ignored that here mm-hmm I like when a book acknowledges the good stuff that's been going on in the character, and I like when they ignore the bad stuff that's been going on, so... My, uh, my it, it, it hit a perfect balance here. Yes,
0: right. It's my my favorite quote from uh, Dan Didio, who you know we still miss. Um, come back, Dan. I miss um, Dan.
1: I like Dan a
0: lot. But Dan did the thing. Like somebody asked him, like, and it has to be with Justice League International. Like after that run was over, there was a bit where a Maxwell Lord was turned into a robot. And, you know, he 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 was an android or whatever. And then, like, when Max came back and killed Blue Beetle, everybody was like, oh, well, where's our explanation for wh- how he changed back into a human form? He goes, did any of you like that story? Did any of you care about that story? We're just sweeping – good. We're just sweeping it under the rug. And that's what I think you should – all. I think anybody who needs explanation for bad, terrible stories should, like, lead to that or punt – go, like – Angel Punisher. It was like, yeah, I, I kind of something bad happened. I was, you know, it wasn't me for a while, and then we just move right on into the new story.
1: Yeah. So and Frank and, and Frank and Punisher too. Yeah, Frank, Frank, Frank and
0: Castle. Castle. Yeah, and I'm gonna think now that I'm gonna start keeping a running uh, list of all the uh, fake names that DC uses. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that may be my little thing. I'll keep a a note here next to the computer.
1: All right. Good. Uh, so, like I said, I enjoyed it. I like it a lot. If you enjoy, uh, you know, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Justice League International era stuff, I think you'll enjoy this. Right. Other book that we both read from this past week, uh, was Nightwing number 82, uh, written by the aforementioned Tom Taylor. Uh, is this art by Bruno Redondo as well? Yes. Yes. Uh, so we get the big cliffhanger from last month. Uh, which, you know, we did not spoil when we discussed it then, but it's right on the cover, of course, Uh, that Melinda Zuko, who has just been voted in as mayor of Bloodhaven, but also is in deep with the mob, uh, reveals to Dick Grayson that she is his sister. And this story is essentially how all that came to be. And it's not when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much. But... Um, she's essentially his, uh, half sister. Yes. Um, so it's an interesting bit of retconning to put that back into, you know, what I would say is a classic origin, you know, right. um, we never really gotten much of the Flying Graysons up to the point of Bruce Wayne goes to a circus, sees the Flying Graysons, they get killed due to mob connections. And Bruce takes in a young orphan, Dick Grayson. Right. Uh, We've gotten bits and pieces here and there, but this is like really fleshing them out as actual people. Um, Like, I guess I'm okay with this, but it just feels weird to kind of go and retcon something so big into, you know, this character's backstory.
0: Yes, I agree, but I'm not cool with it. I'm not going to say like, oh, I hate it. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't like the idea of like, I. This is something that I think we're going to see way more flashbacks on because you can't just go, like, here's the story. How you know the the, the Graysons hid this this the the the, the sister's mother and it's like and it's just an off like comment of yeah and you know he ended up kind of you know sleeping with my mom while he was with your mother and I'm like yeah like I'm not saying. You know there's not infidelity, and I, I it's like realistic, but I don't know. it just seems kind of off character for what we've always known about the Grayson. so I think there's something way more going on here. I think maybe we might even find out that she's not actually Dick's sister, like she just thinks she is. I think that's where this is going mm. that you know because there's that kind of the bit in there they said where he's like, ah, the guy that i that ended up being my father, we kind of never. Zuko he's like he never he he always kind of thought but he never said anything like how do we know that she's not actually Zuko's kid or how do you know she's just not fabricating this whole thing exactly that's the other way I was gonna go that she's just trying to get one over she did have all this happen the mother but she's gonna use it to get over on dick or or at least you know turn him or something whatever you know
1: yeah it's like i said it was a good issue an interesting twist of the story it's just it makes me feel odd to see something so like i said so big put into the retcon of an origin of a character like this you know right
0: and then there's not even like more than acknowledged more of it's more of a passing mention is what what it is so. yeah
1: yeah uh but again this run continues to be really good you know um what is this uh, – how many issues has uh, Tom Taylor been on this now? Like maybe st- like five or six issues now like at this he point? he started
0: with 78, so five.
1: Okay. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, if you missed out on it, I know some people may have for a variety of reasons. Um, but I would definitely grab this and trade when that becomes available. Uh, you know, obviously get second, third, and fourth prints if those are available. Uh, and all this stuff is always available digitally if you're so inclined, you know? Right. Uh, so that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, if you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week, whether we, you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you wait for trade, hardcover, graphic novel. Be forewarned, be forearmed. Know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, I do want to let you know, I know you care. Uh, they did an update to WordPress. I like it, but it just took a little getting used to. Okay. That's all. I, I went in, like, I we, I did the post for the show last week, and then I did the pulp. you know, and I did uh, have issues on Thursday, and then I did this on Tuesday, and then between Thursday and Tuesday, they changed something, oh,
0: and I'm like, "What is this...
1: I go, oh, I like the way this looks, and I like the way that it feels, but it was like, I'm so used to the other way that's not as good now, you know?
0: Right, you hate change even when it's positive.
1: Yes! Yes! A change that's positive and benefits all, I don't like it.
0: Like, oh, why can't it be the way it was?
1: So, as mentioned, Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is, most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, I'm currently in the lead with two corrupt guesses over Todd. Um... It's not my pick for you. But I have to ask. You're still on the train of getting those secret files, huh?
0: Yeah, I've been reading Detective Comics, and something is from the writer. This is one of those that it's the writer of Detective Comics. Yeah. Spinning into the secret files. So I'm grabbing
1: one. Okay. I was questioning, questioning, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking over your list. Um, I'm going to say the thing that you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Superman's Son of Kal-El number one.
0: It is Superman's Son of Kal-El number one, the new Tom Taylor book.
1: Yay, I was right.
0: So I'm looking over your books, too, and um, I would ask a question, but I have none. So I'm just going to say, is the book you're looking forward to also Superman's Son of Kal-El number one?
1: It is. And uh, as a side note to that, uh, again, I'm excited for that. It's the first time I've been picking up a Superman book in some time uh, after giving the Bendis stuff a whirl and not loving it. Um, uh, What I talked about the last two weeks uh, about just kind of ripping off the Band-Aid with, like, whatever the backlog I had on Spider-Man was and diving into the new storyline. I am like, oh, I just got to read one issue. And I'm like, okay, now I got to read two issues. Now I got to read 3 issues to see how like the last thing wrapped up, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so I did and I feel better for it. Um a lot of the big stuff uh that they had been teasing about who a certain villain was, maybe a fake out. Okay. Um another thing in regards to we talked before uh you know I know we've talked uh about Nightwing how Nightwing almost feels like a Marvel character in the DC universe, how he's very, like, Daredevil-esque or Spider-Man-esque. He's
0: Hawkeye, but anyway, go ahead.
1: Uh, but, or, you know, but you get what I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and then just in this issue of Nightwing where they're like, oh, you've had this sister this whole time that you've never known about. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that in Spider-Man a couple of years back. Yep. And I think this is the beginning of them trying to retcon that out. Okay. And yeah. again, that's what kind of left off from the previous storyline, but then the new storyline is Todd, what's better than one Sinister Six? Oh five same. Sinister Sixes.
0: Oh, see, I thought you were gonna say the Sinister Sixteen. No.
1: Um, it would have been great if it was six sinister sixes, but five sinister sixes, at least in the front of this, I'm all about. So it's just like all the villains fighting with each other to see who could fight spider-man i'm like ah that's a that's a comfortable spider-man story i like reading
0: right see they're saving the six sinister six for like you know a cliffhanger to a one of the issues
1: that's exactly what i'm thinking there's like oh there's the sixth one that's been in the shadows this whole time pulling the strings on the other five you know
0: right and it's going to be those real z-listers joe
1: Aw, oh, Todd, how dare you? You mean a team led by the Vulture with the Tarantula on it? Isn't Z-lister enough for you?
0: What? Where's the Gibbon? Get the Gibbon. Bust out the Gibbon.
1: Gibbon is in the Inferior 4, thank you very much, with uh, the Spot, the Armadillo, and the Kangaroo. Thank you. Uh, wait
0: a minute. Now, is there? are they giving the Inferior 5 a run for their money?
1: I don't know. Okay. I know those are uh, Fantastic Four villains, right?
0: Uh, The Inferior Five, yes.
1: All right. So we're both looking forward to the same book. Yay. Uh, While you're over at uh, uh, longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done together. Whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, And of course, you could always get caught up and follow along with Todd and Joe have issues as we are both reading through the mid two thousands run of Jonah Hex by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray, and the mid to late nineties much maligned Spider Clone hmm. Saga,
0: or just the right amount of maligned Spider Clone Saga.
1: Yes. Uh, now I'll say this: typically, uh, when I choose my images for the pol- for the uh, have issues post, right? <laughs> right. Um. I'll say. Um, you know, with the spider clone stuff, it's, I've already read it, I'm not going to be spoiled by anything, you know? And I'll just go and I'll look through it, and I'm like, oh, what's a good eye-catching thing or something I can make a joke about, and that's how I choose the the, the image there, right? Mm-hmm. Jonah Hex, on the other hand, number one, if it's a new artist, I always look for uh, oh, them drawing Jonah's face. Mm-hmm. If it's an artist that we've done before or seen before, uh, I look for, like, a big sound effect, right? And then, because I don't want the thing spoiled while I'm just grabbing an image out of a book, right? Right. Um, I'm glad that this happened here with uh, Jonah Hex, number 38, uh, written again by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray, with art by uh, the longest-tenured artist, I guess, on Jonah Hex and Jordy Bernay. Uh, as Jonah is over a barrel... Uh, as he is dead to rights, as he is wont to do, this time not by a sheriff, Todd, but by a former sheriff.
0: See, completely different.
1: Completely different. <laughs> and we do get the bit where the guy's like, yeah, I've been waiting for this moment to get my hands on you, Jonah hacks you whatever, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And the guy's going off on this big soliloquy. And as you know, Todd, from my previous discussions in Jonah hacks, when certain people who aren't our hero go off on these long soliloquies, I'm like, boring, yawn. And then as that happens, Jonah essentially says, I prefer you shot me in advance of any long-winded remembrance bloated with this kind of words women use around the teapot. <laughs> I, he's, he's a wordsmith, Joe. <laughs> and I'm like, Jonah's saying what I'm thinking. Yep. So um, what happens is, um, so the, the issue is entitled hell or high water and this man who is a former the former sheriff of high water uh tells the tale of his ne'er-do-well son and you know we talked before about half sons with uh the nightwing thing coming back up and he had a half son as well pablo who was a terror in the town and he consistently had to bail the kid out of trouble um and he's talking about how this all happened three years ago and as Uh, The the former sheriff is getting Pablo out of the saloon. Uh, A team of ladies, bounty hunters with flower names, which, side note, how much better would it have been if instead of like these five, like these five were in that previous issue where there was those other three female bounty hunters?
0: Right, the one with the, the hawk.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was the the, the, the the trained attack eagle or whatever it was. <laughs> yes. Where, like, somehow you do a connection. I'm reading, I'm like, ah, oh, we could have done a connection there, but whatever, right? But I understand why. So they're like, okay, we're here for Pablo. There's a bounty on him. He's wanted. And then the sheriff shoots first, and he and his son take them down. He shoots the son and says, listen, the story's going to be that they shot you first, and we retaliated, because if it's not, then this is going to look real bad, Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, not to say that it doesn't already look bad to begin with. Um, so he makes the sun leave and go elsewhere. Um, where does the sun, uh, the sun goes to Red Mesa from where they are in high water. And how does all this connect to Jonah? So the sun is gone. Um, and then after, uh, uh, the sun leaves, Jonah shows up. With the two guys that were being kept in the barn, and being tortured by those two women back in issue 26. And we get the annotation that it happened back in issue 26. And I'm like, hey, look at this. I go, we get like, I don't have to ask Todd. I'm like, when did this happen, Todd? Yeah. Is this something yeah. I've read before? Oh,
0: it's in Jonah Hex 26. It says right there in the panel.
1: And it's not something that I've read before. It's something that I've read twice before. Because That's... we did it for half issues however many years ago that was, right? Yep. So by Jonah bringing these men in that were, like, tortured and everything else like that, um, Jonah just kind of says, like, what sort of sheriff allows this to happen and leaves, right? Mm -hmm. So that's enough to get the ball rolling, to get doubt in the townsfolk's minds about the sheriff. They vote him out. He's no longer sheriff. He gets run out of town on the rail. And obviously that in conjunction with. Uh, coming upon the son in Red Mesa, who also had the bounty on him. Jonah took him down as well. So this is why he, the the former sheriff, is like, now I've got you, Jonah. Not only did you kill my son, but you also cost me my job as a sheriff by just casting doubt upon the job that I did. Luckily, Jonah was able to grab a random snake to throw at this man (laughs) to get out of trouble. The snake ends up biting the man on the groin. (laughs) the vultures end up eating jonah or eating this guy and uh jonah gets yet another great line in a history of great lines uh in this issue by my nature i hate scavengers but a bird's gotta eat like everyone else
0: right which is a line from uh like it's kind of a line from Josie wales there's the one where he kills the guy and he goes uh He's like, uh, should we bury him? And Jonah, uh, Jonah, Josie Wells goes, ah, buzzers got to eat as much as worms do. So it's kind of a nod to that.
1: So uh, th- the reason I say that is because if I went through this entire issue, uh, <laughs> the image for this issue would have been the rattlesnake biting the guy in the groin. Yeah, well, of course it would have been.
0: You know, but you don't want to spoil the, you know, the high spot. You know? I didn't
1: want to spoil that. I'm glad I didn't spoil it of myself either. But this was a good issue. Uh, and I like that it showed like a connection to a previous issue from this run, you know?
0: Right. And using annota- annotations. So you're like a happy camper.
1: Yeah. We talk, whatever the opposite of a pet peeve is, I love annotations in a book.
0: Right, right. So whatever the opposite of loving something is, let's get into the <laughs> maximum clonish. <laughs> right. So it's Maximum Clonage, uh, part four of six, Spider-Man 61. Uh, it starts out as it as it broke my brain last week with Ben Riley stuck in a room with, uh, set, I thought it was several Spider-Clones, but then at one point he says a hundred or so. So well, I was like,
1: yep, Maximum On uh, the cover cl- it says a thousand, so I don't know what to believe, Todd.
0: What? Well, I think that's how many clones are coming up before it's over, Joe. So he's, he's fighting them. He breaks out of the room. Um, We cut to MJ who's coming home and, and she finds in the house Kane and he's like, well, he's asking her, why did Peter run from his life? Like, I can't understand it. And he's off with, you know, the jackal now. And that next we see that it's Peter with the jackal and spider side, Joe. Um, so he's talking to him and he's like, well, you know, I know you're down, but you'll always have a place with me, son. And, uh, you know, so don't worry about it. But one thing I need you to do is go to get Gwen Stacy for me. And Peter's like, Gwen, he's like, no, he's like, yeah, it's not the real one. Your Gwen is dead. And he's like, God rest her soul. But I need her because you're the clone, Peter, definitely the clone and not the fake out uh you're and she's a clone too and neither of you have degenerated so i need that so i can rule the world by making clones of everybody so he swings off to go get her and jackal says what a sap can you believe what some people will fall for spider side and he's like no i can't jackal hmm i wonder if that'll be anything so uh Ben's just getting his butt whipped by uh, spider clones. Uh, Then we cut back to Kane, who's basically telling his origin from when he was the first clone by uh, the doctor to, to make him Peter. But like, then it's kind of weird in the origin because it says that then he's cast aside uh, to him. I was now nothing more than a failed experiment. I guess that it's, the, the the clone degeneration, but it doesn't kind of say it there. He's like, so he clones the next one, which is supposed to be Peter, the real clone, not the fake out. And he says, once that happened, he tried to kill me. So I, wh- I went and I hid. um, And then through that, I decided that I kind of liked P- uh, the Peter clone because he had made his life. He had what I wanted. He ended up becoming the clone. Uh, taking the real Peter's life, if you know what I mean. This gets very convoluted. And he's like, and then I decided to, here's his reasoning for chasing Ben around and bothering him. He wanted to keep him on his toes, if you will, so he wouldn't come back to uh, New York. Uh, So that's like all of his reasoning. Um, And then in that we get the Jackal after Peter's gone to go get Gwen. He has a cluster of, of clones of, Gwen in these pods, so, like, we get even more clones, but they start degenerating as soon as they come out. Um, Peter goes to get the, the the Gwen clone, and she's like, ah, you know, like, I thought I was out of this, and yet, you know, here you are. And she's like, but you know what? Just take me back. Like, I'm not even going to fight you. So he starts taking her back to Jackal's laboratory. Um, we get Kane and MJ talking. And this is like one of the few things that I actually did like in this. She's like telling him like just because you're a clone, you don't you're not not you don't matter any less than a man than my husband, and in the end, she just like it always to me it always works when they use this line. She's like, you know what do you like Peter so much? do what Peter would do, do the right thing. you have the power now accept the responsibility, and I like I'm like, that's a really cool line, because obviously with great power, great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, thank you, Mary Jane. I'll show myself out by just (laughs) jumping out your window, (laughs) which made me laugh. I was like, yeah, it's not like they have to fix that or anything. So MJ's like, well, I'm going to do what I can to get Peter back. She has an idea. Um, Ben's just getting overwhelmed by clones. And then he's like, oh, like something's distracting him. And it's Kane. And he's like, I'm here, and now uh, I'm here to help you, my brother, and like we can help me and we can go find Jackal and finish this once and for all. Continued in the pages of Specul- Spectacular Spider-Man 227, Joe.
1: Okay. Did uh, I miss anything? I think I no. covered everything. So I'll say this. Uh this issue wasn't that bad. Right. Um, you know, you mentioned the bit with Kane and Mary Jane, of course, the goofiness of him jumping out the window. Um again a spider-man story that's still obviously it's clone saga stuff so of course it has to lean on gwen Stacy stuff as well um this this issue was fine right um now on to the next issue todd
0: right spectacular spider-man 227 uh the best issue of the run so far so obviously it's kane and ben fighting the clones and even ben's like ah like you know like clones are okay kind of a deal. He's like, so don't worry about it, Kane. Everything's going to be okay. Um, Now we cut to MJ, who's doing flips and twists to, to uh, like about Peter hitting her. So he's just like, oh, that was all just a, it was an instinctive reaction. I don't think he even realized who was standing behind him when he had struck. And I'll never forget the look of horror on his face when he saw it was me. I was like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm not gonna. And he goes. She goes over everything that like led him to the all the dark moments. So it's a okay. But she has an idea to get all the Spidey tracers together that you know like work on his spider sense and even the special secret one that's like the uh, what is it like? Uh, it sends out a distress. It's like the Jimmy Olsen Superman watch. It sends out the distress signal. She's like, if I do all of these, maybe I can get his attention. So she does. And almost kills Peter and the Gwen clone because it sets it off while they're in mid-swing. But uh she's like, oh, something's happening to my wife. And uh I can't afford to ever if anything happens to her, I'd be uh I can't, you know, even deal with it. Uh and if anything ever happened to her, I'd never be able to face her the way I've acted, you know, like kind of a thing. So Gwen's like, no, you have like we're not going to the jackal, we're going there. So like that's kind of like the Gwen. Bit uh well, this is going on spider side and uh Jackal have that person from Pennsylvania that survived the carrion thing that killed everybody and gave him powers um so I forget how they got him, but it doesn't really matter and is this where the f- no that's a little bit later, I think where the first joke shows up
1: no this um, is, this is jokey jokers in the page um where uh, you know, Jackal's like, oh, you're looking at the sole, sole survivor of whatever we did there in uh, Pennsylvania. He says, cue the old John Williams theme and break out the flowing red cape. So there's your one. Uh, then he makes another one where it says, I'm I'm a supervillain intent on eradicating mankind. And then very tiny text, not some sniveling corporate executive who's trying to justify a bad quarter. Um sure
0: fair enough. You'll see what I was mentioned when I meant when I go a little further. Yeah. Um, so that's like that. Um, so Ben and, and Kane are fighting and he's like, Oh, they're like, maybe we should try to save these guys. Don't kill them because, you know, they're just like us. And he's like, no, they're just mindless people. And he's like, Oh, you never know. And then they start decomposing, which I don't understand because now it doesn't look like they're, decomposing in their costumes it looks like they the jackal clone the costumes too so i really don't understand that you know what i'm trying to say i do so uh kane figures out he's like that they're not that they're not they've not been these clones haven't been fully baked yet so this fight is demanding too much energy they're starting to burn out so uh he's like no like don't like so he's like we fight harder and they'll die and Ben's like, no, no, that's cold-blooded murder. There's another way. Um, and he's like, I'm going to stop you from from doing this. Um, MJ gets a visit from Gwen clone and Peter. And they end up, they're like, oh, it's good to see you. You know, I know you. she's like, I'm not the real one. So they kind of kind of get away with that. I'm like, I'm just going to breeze past that as fast as I can. Um, but now we get back to Kane. He's just busting up the joint with the clones. And they end up falling through the roof and into Kane's laboratory and Kane's like, Oh, drat. Where are these people? Like, like, who are these people? He's like, spider side. We have company spider side. Where is that boy? Perhaps he's off doing something constructive, like coming up with a decent name. I can't believe he thought I was serious when I started calling him spider side. That's almost as lame as the scarlet spider. Joe, Like he mentions how bad the name is And like boy oh boy I didn't think they would do that once in a book Joe Hmm. So um, They go at it And now we cut to the new warriors Who like see footage Of uh, Ben fighting And he's like hey that's the guy we fought Back in the thing Who who hijacked that guy So we have to figure this out I don't know if this is going to cross over into new warriors More stuff but uh, Eh, It don't matter Right. So now Jackal goes off to find um, uh, Spider-Side and he's looking for it. And I love the fact that this tells me right when this comic was was made. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what have we here? He's like, don't tell me you've slipped away for a few quick rounds of Leisure Suit Larry while Kane and Riley are rearranging my laboratory to say nothing of my bridge work, Joe. So we got a Leisure Suit Larry mention in this.
1: Well, and this, we finally get a, uh, remember a couple issues ago when uh, Scryer showed up and did something to Spider-Side? And yep. Spider-Side is like, oh, now I know everything. And then it wasn't mentioned for three issues? Well, now, uh, if you must know, I've been organizing and updating your notes on the recent, Im- recently improved carrion vine- virus, as, <laughs> as well as your files on this Helix character scryer i'm sure you'll remember him asked me to modem a copy of this data back in 1995 when we didn't know what modem meant right right so he's like scryer
0: you're betraying me to scryer after all i've done for you i treated you like a son i gave you love respect a costume and a really cool name uh, and he's like oh maybe i did stick you with that dorky name but that's no reason to turn against me i'm like so he blasts his name twice in this in this book joe right so he's like, "Well, I'm gonna, de- you're, I'm gonna degenerate you, the clone," and he snaps his finger because apparently that's how it works. And he's like, "Oh, the pain, the agony. Whoops, Silly me, forgot to mention that." Uh, Scryer moved the degeneration factor, and he also wanted me to, to tell you, uh, he also wanted me to tell you that you've been a major disappointment to him. Wait a minute, he's been a major di- disappointment to Scryer. I wonder how, Joe. Uh. oh, will that be explained? uh so
1: anyway how many weeks do we have left
0: i don't even know you keep the numbers um so now we're back to and he's gonna kill him but kane ends up stopping uh uh spider side from killing uh jackal ben realizes that the clones are just you know like they are mindless creatures and, uh, so he just like lets them go and he ends up retching just like I have been through this whole thing. Um, so in the end, uh, Ken's K- Kane ends up saving him. Jackal from, uh, spider side, but at spider side ends up killing Kane or so, I guess, I don't know, because that's the way it looks like. Uh, and Ben's like, you killed my brother in cold blood. Um, and they end up having a talk. Jackal and Kane's like, well, why did you do it? Why did you save me? He's like, because you gave me life. And Jackal's like, that's pathetic. You're a waste of cellular material. Uh, nothing more than a beaker of bad chemicals. And he's like, however, bad chemicals can occasionally be put to good use. And he lets out more goo, uh, of clone goo. Helix escapes. And Ben gets hurt so he can't walk. And uh, uh, Jackal ends up sicking the the clone goop on him. And now this is where Ben dies, too, apparently. Or we'll see it next month in Spider-Man Omega. Be there next month, Joe. Okay.
1: So, uh, you know I said the previous issue was okay? Yes. Uh, this issue is a mess. What? This was my favorite issue so far. So, it has been five issues uh, since... Peter hit his pregnant wife and slammed her into a wall in a fit of rage. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what – do you remember what issue that happened in, Todd?
0: No, I don't. What was it, like, five – like, ten weeks ago?
1: Uh, No, it happened in Spectacular Spider-Man 226. Really? Yes.
0: That feels like forever ago, but it's one issue ago.
1: Okay, do you know why – well, so it's one issue of Spectacular Spider-Man ago, but do you know why it feels like it's been so long? Because none of the other writers writing these books touch it except for Tom DeFalco. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a single one. It has not been brought up in any of the other books. But it gets brought up here because Tom DeFalco is the one that wrote it into his issue. So that's the thing that he's going to hang his hat on. Um, Right. Also, Tom DeFalco, who is not the editor of the series, but he is an editor at heart, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. He's the only one that writes the Jackal in this fourth wall breaking way, punny, punny joke a minute sort of thing.
0: Right. I don't think he's the only one, but he does it the
1: most. Right. He does it the most. And these are supposed to be the errors when all these offices are all working together. So at the end of Spider-Man issue, uh, was it 61 that comes right before this Kane shows up. He's going to help Ben, Mary Jane taught me the way. I'm gonna fight alongside you, your way. Let's take down these clones and save Peter. And then at the beginning of 227, Kane is like, "I don't care. I'm murdering all these clones. They mean nothing to me." It's like, what, Look, guys? Like, let's get on the same page from an issue ago. Okay, in the let me crossover. You know, let me say this though. Oh, I you're drew, gonna defend the Spider man I told. am
0: oh. finally gonna put on my lawyer hat and defend the Spider. He was right, though. They were mindless killing machines that weren't fully baked. So he's okay.
1: Ugh. Anyway. Right. Um, but then you get, like, all the stuff with Spider-Side, them making jokes about how bad the name is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Spider-Side, instead of being, like, a mindless killing whatever, is this wizened person who's the the thrall of Scryer, and we get the first peek as to what scryer can actually do. Um, I don't know. This this issue was a mess.
0: Yes, it was. I was reading this and I was like, I I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna describe this book without Joe having to use the dump button like a thousand <laughs> times. For for every clone that they said was on the cover, um, that you that you're gonna have to use the dump button. So
1: all right. So the less uh said about it, the better. Right. Uh, so next week it's just one and one. Uh, we just got, uh, Jonah hex 39 and maximum clonage Omega, which I cannot promise will be the last, last time that the clones are ever brought up again.
0: Oh, I, I think it would have
1: been, you know, uh, you would think they would go out with a bang and not a whimper, but here we are. Right. Uh, so, uh, Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: We did from Dula Scar. He said, I had the opportunity to meet artist Seth uh at a few conventions and was elated when via his newsletter, I won a free digital commission of the character of my choice. When you give me a choice like that, there can be only one answer spoon. So obviously he got the tick. That's a really nice uh, tick uh piece and it's interesting cuz i never really you know like ever got a digital piece and the fact that he won it like that's really cool i you know uh i i would never even thought about getting something like that but you know happy for him it looks really nice
1: yep and then if you go uh uh right. uh scar puts a link there to uh seth wolfen twitter Where he kind of shows uh, how the digital process of putting that sketch together came to be. Right. So that's kind of cool as well. And then uh, we had something else here as well, yes? Yes,
0: um, from the Mad Bassist. Um, something different for Todd's Art Attack. Proof that all, not all art is meant to last. A Goon chocolate bar I acquired from uh, Goon Guy's wife chocolate shop in Nashville, uh, uh, Eric Powell, obviously, um, a few years ago. Maybe I should have looked into preserving it better. And then he also had something else. He was actually a funny story to go with this. I actually bought two. I was on tour in Nashville, and one of my bandmates was drunk slash stoned and ate one while I was asleep. I wasn't happy filthy musicians as i always <laughs> say but that is really cool i like uh that goon one and i if if i had done that and somebody you know got high and did that to me there would have been something in his shoes in the morning there would have been a chocolate bar if you will in his shoes
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how how would one go about uh preserving a chocolate bar piece of art well you know what i'm tr- not
0: trying to be funny uh He, when he was on tour, I think, and definitely Nashville, and he might chime in about this. He might've had a tour bus when he went. So there might've been a refrigerator on that one. For me, how would I have done it? I don't know otherwise, but uh, uh, I would think maybe uh, get one of those
1: styrofoam coolers and pack it with ice and bring it home. Gotcha. So thanks everyone for contributing to, uh, Todd's Art Attack, whether it be something you had digitally commissioned or it's a fancy piece of chocolate, uh, just tag <laughs> Todd's Art Attack on Twitter on it. And we'll be sure to save it with the uh, share it with the rest of the world. Uh, be sure to check out all of our other stuff here as we're wrapping up the show. No TV talk, no movie talk. Uh, head over to our store, tinyurl.com slash longboxheroes, uh, where you can get uh, to our T Public store, designs inspired by this show, After Dark. Add Odds with Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, uh, David and the Jingle Meister. uh, Get those designs on shirts and stickers and cell phone covers and notebooks and so forth. Uh, Sign up for our Patreon. $5 a month gets you two bonus shows a month uh, from Todd and I. One previewing the past uh, where we look at that month, 30 years ago's previews catalog. We got August coming up here shortly. And six never-seen movies. Todd gives me six movies I've never seen. I give him six movies he's never seen. We watch and we talk about it. We just got off talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was my choice. Uh, Todd's choice will announce next week, just in case you don't want it spoiled. That $5 also gets you After Dark, uh, three days ahead of time, so that you can listen to these shows in the correct listening order. And we also have a dollar option, of course, which gets you those bonus shows, just gets them to you a little bit later than everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, another way that you can help us out, of course, is by, uh, making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click-through over at the top of the page at longboxheroes.com. Does not cost you anything extra. They call it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Uh, some of the notable purchases through the, uh, Amazon click-through this week include, uh, a Curad assorted variety pack of bandages, 300 pieces
0: i wonder if that's for uh matt cordona
1: oh no he just uh bled out on the sheets of his uh hotel room with his uh with poor chelsea oh and then didn't he go to disney world he did go to disney world and bled all over the princesses okay uh somebody also purchased survivor wear biodegradable wet wipes rinse free shower for post-workout or camping Mm,
0: probably for the Mahoning drive-in.
1: <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, somebody purchased square polarized sunglasses for men, uh, oversized aviator metal frame, et cetera, et cetera. I can only imagine someone is doing some uh, Jim Steranko or Orange Cassidy cosplay with those. Maybe both. Or maybe both, depending on their age range. Right. And uh, somebody purchased uh Quaker cereal brand, uh cereal quisp.
0: Do you remember mm. the cereal
1: quisp, Todd? I
0: do remember Quisp.
1: I didn't know it still existed, but apparently you can get it on Amazon. Yep. That's Qbert knockoff, isn't it? No, I think this came, like, way before. Uh, like, that's a thing for, like, the the character is initially from, like, the 60s. Right. He's, like, this, like, weird pink alien thing with a propeller for a head.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Now I want Quisp. Uh,
1: In 1965, Quisp landed on Earth with his (laughs) Quazy Energy cereal, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, saucer-shaped crunchy corn cereal. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It looks like it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's a delicious cereal. Thank you very much for purchasing it.
0: That's right. If Quisp wants to be a sponsor of the show, we'll gladly take it.
1: Specifically him only, yes. <laughs> right. I'll only take a sponsorship from Quisp, the uh Cookie Crisp bandit. <laughs> right. Or uh Yummy Mummy. That's it. Those are the only three people Whoa. I want to talk to.
0: Don't oh my god, yummy mummy? Yes. Oh, my God. That's my
1: favorite cereal
0: that does not exist, man.
1: Uh, didn't it come, like, aren't they doing, I could have swore I saw a no. thing where, like, the monster cereals are back uh, they, for the holiday.
0: They always are, but it's just the the, the trifecta. It's always just Booberry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry. Uh, and they only did that one year where they did Fruit Brute and right. Fruit Yummy Mummy, and I stocked up on the Fruity Yummy Mummy, and then they never did it again. They've done, like, Funko Pops and, like, the dolls and, like, the 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 sodas and stuff like that, but they've never done the cereal since that one time. And I got so many people on Fruity Yummy Mummy
1: that year. I was uh, like... I, I like that you're saying his full name, Fruity Yummy Mummy. Well, I'm putting some <laughs> respect on it, Joe. You put some respect
0: on Fruity Yummy Mummy. I...
1: Listen, I just call him Yummy Mummy, all right? That's the relationship we have.
0: Oh, you're close? You're that close?
1: Yeah, sure. I call him, I just call him Count and Boo and Frank. And uh, I would be remiss not to mention as well, uh, for the next couple weeks up until the first week of August, if you sign up for uh, a free trial of Amazon Prime Video through our link, they, Amazon calls them Bounties, when you sign up for any of their services uh you typically the bounty is 2 bucks if you do it through our link up until august 6th if you sign up for the free trial for prime video we get 10 bucks so if you don't already have prime video you want to give it a shot click through our link we get 10 bucks right uh and i think uh that's it you know like uh there was no tv this week uh legend of tomorrow comes back this week yes then we got Suicide Squad, uh, next weekend it comes out, mm-hmm. and then Stargirl starts up the we- that same weekend, right? And so does What If, but What If is kind of like, what if, what are we going to talk about? You know?
0: Right, like, what if we, there'll be an episode, what if Longbox Heroes talked about this show?
1: Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, uh, normal size show, thought it was going to be short, but oh well. <laughs> you called your shot and you got it. I did. All right, so thank you everyone for listening to episode 565 of Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe saying we'll see y'all here next week.
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop!